0: Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Kane Gang. I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm alright! Hell can Joaquin said dominate, and we not doing it! I'm putting my heart in dog. Let's go, man! Let's go. Kane Gang, Kane Gang, Kane Gang, Kane Gang. You're Kane listening Kane to Kane gang. Gang. Kane gang, only on Sirius Kane XM 145 Slam Radio. Orange and green, that's Kane Gang. You ready? can't get can't get can't get you feel me orange, the break that's can that's can you ready for storm 18 can't
1: get it's your favorite time of week it's friday it's eleven o'clock. it's your boy dc along with the j man and i think we got a third wheel joining us again today that's the boy the dirty bird ryan we're here, to Kane Gang Radio Show, Slam Radio, Sirius XM Channel 145. J-Man, what it do, what it do? Dude,
2: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy that we're having Dirty Bird on so much recently. You know, it's, uh, we love having you, Ryan, so thanks for uh, joining us again.
3: You can't keep the bird away, man. Not when we're talking <laughs> Cane's football, man. That's right. I'm here.
1: That's man, right, the man. The Dirty
3: Bird is like a vulture. Like, you know what, he, just,
1: he, he sees dead meat and he just, like, attacks.
3: I, I you know, feel kind of awkward though. You say I'm a third wheel, man. You know, I kind of feel like that, <laughs> hey, that third wheel on a date. You know, like this is
2: a tricycle, man. <laughs> <laughs> a
0: tricycle it's, the old five, school, it's the old school.
3: It's the old school three wheeled bike. You know, the one they yep. used to do
1: like a wheelie on, like your grandma had. Like yeah, this nice. is that type of segment, bro. <laughs> Listen, right. you're not a third wheel. You're you're just like the like the third person joining the show on a continual basis.
2: Yep that makes me feel better yep all
1: right Derek. we'll, we'll call it
2: dirty dirty bird in the sidecar for today how about oh, that my
1: yeah well who's in the sidecar is it the dirty bird is it the huh. j-man i know because listen i'm driving ain't no way in heck i'm riding in the sidecar
3: <laughs> i'm standing on the back with my hands on your guys' shoulders cool oh
1: there you go no doubt on the on the pegs dosed up let's yep. roll that's me <laughs> hey listen guys we have a special guest today joining us um you know over the last couple of weeks we've been doing uh so special guests. Last week, we had the Garbage Man on. We had Solo on. This week, we got, in my opinion, the number one high school kicker in the country, Andy Borgalis. He's going to join us here on the Kangaroo Show. Andy, you out there, brother?
4: Yes, sir. How's it going?
1: It's going great. Did we steal you out of uh, English class or math class? What did we take you from?
4: Um, I'm actually in lunch right now, so I, I, got, I got this time period off.
1: All right, That's so right, listen, dude. you're in lunch. Are you hanging out with – like, who are you hanging out with at lunch? Because this is our lunch hour as well, man. Like, I got me a big, fat public sub, buffalo chicken tender sub. You know, I got some potato chips. I'm rocking and rolling. What are you doing on your lunch break?
4: I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm in school at home, so I'm just chilling with my pillow and my phone. So like, oh,
1: he said his pillow.
4: That's right, dude. <laughs> <Be five minutes. laughs>
1: so you're doing virtual school right now. Like, like today you're doing virtual school.
4: Yeah. So okay. I, I'm, all my classes are online. Cool.
1: Is it that's, easier just to skip school when it's online?
4: Uh, you can, but that, that's what, that's when discipline comes in.
1: <laughs> now, now when you say discipline, you mean like more Mama Borgalis or, or Papa Borgalis?
4: <laughs> both. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listen, there's nothing wrong with discipline, man. I'm a huge yeah. disciplinarian. I feel like, you know, you spare the rod, you spoil the child. Um, but listen, I know you, I know your family, I know your mom, I know your dad, great people. I know they're bringing you up the right way. Um, we wanted to have you on the show. Um, I know you've been doing a lot of shows lately. Um, obviously, your name's out there. Um, you know, huge, huge, you know, kicker, you know, rated probably, what, one or two uh, kicker in the country? Uh,
4: yeah. Number one by Corn Blue Kicking. That's right.
1: Okay. Listen, and, and that's that's fantastic. So... What we wanted to do, we wanted to ask you a couple questions. Obviously, we kind of know you on a personal level, but we don't really know you, know you, know you, know you, if that makes any sense. Um, You know, you hang out with us, you kick it with us at the games, you know, you hop on some calls here and there. But I I wanted to kind of just talk to you a little bit about um, some personal things with you. Um, So if you don't mind, I'm just going to ask you, I'm going to start it off like, how have you kept yourself prepared um, through this whole COVID situation?
4: Um, honestly, I have just like even when I practice, I always try to put myself in pressure situations. Like let's say I'm about to kick like a fifty in practice, I always imagine it like it's for the game, so I, I I get that adrenaline in my body, and also just just staying patient, staying locked in, and same thing that my brother always tells me: it's one kick at a time, and I've. Ever since he told me that, I've just kept that in my mind every time I go out to kick.
1: How important is that to have your brother? Obviously, I feel like one of the best kickers in, in college football at the moment. Um, obviously, last week, he went three for three against NC State. How important is that for you to look up to your brother, knowing obviously you're following kind of how what he's doing, but to get that wisdom from him and to get that encouragement from him as well, like how important is that to have him, you know, with you?
4: Um, it, it's very important because not not a lot of people are blessed enough to have a brother that's also very successful in in college, which is another level of football. And I just got, I was just blessed and lucky to have him as my brother. So I get to spend the most time with him and he gets to tell me stuff that he wouldn't really tell like another kicker because it's kind of like personal. But since we're blood, it, everything, every, we know everything about each other.
2: Yeah. Well, Andy, I got, a, I got a quick question for you. So, you know, we, we didn't mention yet, uh, but, you know, your brother is the, is the kicker for the Miami Hurricanes, Jose Boragallis. Um, So he wanted to go to Miami the whole time. He ended up going to FIU first. Um, and then, you know, this season was able to be a graduate transfer. He's on the Canes now. He's having an incredible year. He's definitely going to the NFL, in my opinion. Um, what was it like to watch that journey? You know that that he didn't get into the school that he wanted to um, going to FIU and then you know the perseverance and, and achieving you know i I guess achieving his goal of kicking for the hurricanes
4: um honestly it was it was very bumpy at first because um he did. Like he did want to go to UM, but unfortunately he never got offered, and FIU took a chance on him, which in my opinion, I say a whole other school sort of took a shot on him. Um, but everything happens for a reason, and he just made the best out of his situation.
1: Yeah, and and that's important, right? Because obviously you can look at kind of what he went through through the recruiting process, what he ended up doing, and you know, obviously you don't have that situation. You're already committed to the University of Miami, you know, so again, you're not worried about, Hey, you know, this school kind of burned me. I'm going to go this route. And then, you know, potentially maybe going back. Um, but for us being a University of Miami fan and a huge college football fan, at the University of Miami, it, it's great for us to see, you know, Jose over there doing his thing and knowing, you know, in the next, you know, four years, three to four years, you know, you'll be following in there and just, you know, kind of assuming that role. Um, How much do you kick weekly? Like, how how much do you actually get out there and kick?
4: Um, I I try to go at least three times a week because it's not good to kick every day because that wears out your leg for game day. So, like, usually, like, a a normal week for me is Monday is kind of like a a chill day, which is I, I mainly just stretch a lot just keep my keep my legs loose maybe kick a little bit warm up here and there and then not really uh, like kick my full potential on Mondays then Tuesday that's when I kick a lot so that's usually like 30 to 40 balls and then Wednesday I start dialing dialing it down and then Thursday is walk through so I don't kick that much cuz then Friday's game day
1: How does it feel to be considered you know, by Corn Blue Kicking, to be the best kicker in, in the country?
4: It's a blessing. It's a blessing because ever since I started going to kicking camps at the uh, sixth grade, um, it, it's always been my, my goal to get ranked number one in the nation, and I finally achieved it, and I've maintained number one in the nation. So it, it's honestly just a blessing, and it, it, it's like it's a result of all my hard work. That I've been through since I was five, like all those years of kicking and sometimes even crying because I would miss a lot or right. I just wouldn't be able to make it from a certain distance.
1: But having said that, being you know being at the top of the you know top of the mountain, being the number one kicker, um, what can you do to continue to improve? What can you do to not let you know let yourself get complacent? What what can you do to make sure you don't go to number 10, number 12. You know what I mean? Like, what is your, like, mindset to make sure that you stay at number one?
4: Uh, My mindset is just never be satisfied. Always, always be hungry for more and always strive for more and always strive to get better, like, in any, any way. So, like, right now, for me, I'm trying to get mentally better as a kicker. So, for pressure situations or or like clutch situations to get my mind right, to be able to calm my body a lot better since that that's really important as a kicker. So
1: So what, what's more important to you, the length of the field goal or the accuracy?
4: The accuracy.
1: Yeah, and I'd have to agree with that. And I think Ryan would probably agree and Jamie would probably agree because, you know, kickers – they don't get the, the recognition that they're normally like that other players would get, right? They get that recognition when they miss, you know, games on the line, man shanks it to the left, pushes it to the right, you know, kicks it off like the center's at, you know, but whatever the case may be, like it's, it's either doom or gloom, you know what I mean? So like, so accuracy, Jay, man, you agree with that, Ryan? You agree with that accuracy better over length?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, man. Right down, right through, uh, right through the uprights, you know, splitting the uprights. That's what it's all about.
1: All right. All right. So let me get into a couple more questions here for, we got uh, Andy Borgales here joining us. Number one kicker in the country, Kangang gang radio show, Sirius XM channel one, four, five slam radio. Shout out to the amigo. Shout out to Frank, all, all the guys out there doing the hard work for us. Um, so Andy, what's your long-term goals after college? Like say you go to college for three years. I, I mean, again, the, the obvious answer would be, hey, let's make it to the league, right? Let me just get to the league. Let me enjoy that. But there's got to be something maybe already. I mean, listen, you're a young, young, young man, young adult already. What are you thinking about after, like, you know, after college? What's your long-term goals?
4: Um, honestly, it's just trying to teach other, other kickers what I, what I know and what I've learned and also having my own business.
1: Doing what? What
2: kind of business? Kicking uh, business?
4: I'm going to do, I'm going to study sports management. So I don't want to have like my own like agency or anything like that.
2: That's cool, man.
1: Well, you know, again, so by the time you get out of college, you know, maybe make it to the league for a few years. At that point, Grayson will be probably at that age where he's learning how to kick, man. I might need like somebody to kind of help out (laughs) a little G G man out there. You know what I mean? That's So, you know, I was talking to Maria tonight, and um, I told Maria that I was having, you know, you on the show. And so I kind of was going over some of my questions, like, you know, so I'm like, what else should I ask him? So Maria actually had a really good question. She's like, ask him who his role model is. So who's your role model?
4: My role model, my brother. And, like, kicker-wise, again, my my brother, Justin Tucker and Harrison Bucker.
1: Yeah, but I was gonna ask who as, your favorite stickers are.
4: Yep. But as as like how they carry themselves like each and every day, it was my brother. Because he's he's always been humble. He's never been satisfied with what he's with what he has and he's always striving for more. And I really like that about him. And that's what I wanna inherit
2: as a little brother. So I, I noticed your brother has some Star Wars tattoos. I, I saw a photo on, on Twitter. Are you a Star Wars fan as well? Because I'm, I'm a uh, big geek for it, man. Uh, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm
4: a Star Wars fan, but not, not as big as him. Yeah.
2: Not going gonna to put it on your body?
4: Uh, maybe not. Maybe <laughs> not. But you never know. You never know. Cool, man.
1: I would never put a Star Wars tattoo on my body. <laughs> I, I put a lot of other stuff on my body. <laughs> I mean, I got Kang Yang on my body. I put off of my city on my body. <laughs> I was gonna
3: say you got you got some stuff, go. Yeah, I seen you got you got a bunch on there, man. So <laughs> I do. You know,
1: um, I'm a tattoo junkie. Like you know, I have a lot of tattoos. Like I'm not Lou Henley tattooed. Like I'm not like that eat. But, I mean, I could be, you know, but Maria probably would shoot me. Uh, <laughs> or else I probably would. Like, I would literally be in the chair every week if I could. Like, I love tattoos. And it's not just a tattoo. It's more the art. You know what I mean? So, J-Man, do you have any tattoos?
2: I don't, man. I don't. No tattoos, no piercings. I'm, uh, I'm pretty vanilla over here, man. <laughs> Ryan, you have, oh,
3: Ryan right. you have tattoos? Oh, you Yeah, I got Sebastian on the leg, man. I'm in it. Uh, you know, but Hey, I bet if the, the bills win the Super Bowl, Jordan just may get a Josh Allen tattoo. Oh,
2: oh yeah. Uh, almost life-size, life-size shoulders and head on my chest. <laughs> like a, Listen, a full life-size bus.
1: That, <laughs> Listen, I deal. would hold you to that. Deal.
2: Hey Andy, how
1: important is having your family around you? Again, Very so perfect. you're staying home. Like you're, you're planning on staying home for college, um, was that was that important to stay home to be around family, or is just you just felt like University of Miami is kind of where you wanted to be?
4: Uh, both, because um, I'm a big family guy, and just having just having my parents and my friends and cousins, all of that, like, be at my games and see me play at my dream school, is a big thing for me. Since I've been talking about it since I came out the womb. Yeah. And it's always, it's always been a dream. So, and my, my whole family knows that. And even the same goes for my brother. So, Well,
1: you know, you know we, saying?
3: we love your family, <laughs> right, Ryan? Like- yeah. Well, that's, that's exactly what I was just getting ready to say, you know, and like what what I, what I think so awesome about them is that with, with this family, you know, that we've kind of befriended, you know, you can see the, the passion uh, in, 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 and the family and the support. I mean, you know, mom's on Twitter and she's she's probably, you know, the biggest fan on Twitter, man. I mean, you know, she gets in there and, you know, she defends the team and, you know, you know, she's posting pictures of you guys at at Dolphin Stadium at games as little kids and stuff. I mean, you know, she's in it and, you know, she's your biggest fan. And, you know, I just think it's – I just think it's really awesome.
1: Well, you know, and Jordan unfortunately doesn't get to experience this with us because he lives all the way out there in, like, BFE. So – you know, he's over there in the basement. He's in the cellar dweller, and we're over here at the rock just chilling yeah. with the Borgalises. You know what I mean? So
2: right, <laughs>
1: he's eating breakfast while we're
3: eating lunch. It's oh, true.
2: It's true. I rolled out of bed right before we started. Uh, right before we started the show, man. It's only <laughs> 9 a.m. out here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, man, Andy. We appreciate you coming on the show. We're gonna get ready to go to break um listen man all all well wishes for you man much success hopefully the season continues to to go well for you look forward to seeing you uh you know in the future and uh, just continue to do what you're doing man we appreciate you thank you so much for coming on the can gang radio show
4: Yep, no
2: problem thank
1: you for having me anytime jordan take us to break
2: yep thanks again andy for coming on uh, you guys are listening to Kane Gang Radio on Sirius XM Channel 145, Slam Radio. See you in a few minutes. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go.
4: This is Tua Tungle by Lohan. Yo,
2: Sway Callaway. This is
3: Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Gronk, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio, Sirius XM. Yeah. Allison is perfect. Why should you volunteer with Meals on Wheels? I'll come to the door with one meal, and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council.
0: We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try, just the two of us.
3: You two. and I. Oh, you, have to, you forgot that. Just the two of us. Oh, the two of us. We're building castles in the sky, just the two of us. Go. You
0: and I. There you go. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Siri6M, 145, Slam Radio. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke.
1: 145
4: over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke.
3: This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to LowerYourHBP.org. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council.
0: And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
1: Alright, we're back here on the Kang Gang radio show. What a great first segment we had with the number one kicker in the country, Andy Borgalis. We thought we were gonna get rid of him, but he decided to stay on the show and hang out with us for the rest of the show, which we do not mind. So Andy, appreciate you sticking around, hanging out with us. You know, we're just a bunch of grumpy old men. Um, you know, don't don't pay no, you know, no mind to us, but. Yeah. You know, be more than you more than welcome to chime in, yeah. you know, spill spill the beans, let us know what's going on. Oh. But before I go, before I go any further, we're gonna get into Kane's football because what a great game that was last week. But before we get in there, Andy, Dirty Bird,
3: guess who is getting married on Tuesday? That would be none other than the J Man. Yeah. The
1: J-Man is tying the knot,
2: bro.
3: Yep. I love it. Oh man. Congrats,
1: bro. Congrats.
2: Thanks, man. It's uh I mean nerve wracking. I don't know. I'm I'm excited. I, like I don't know. It's weird, Do you have, right?
1: What time, dude, what time on Tuesday are you getting married?
2: Um so the, the ceremony is gonna be at four PM mountain time on Tuesday.
1: Bro, you still got time to turn and burn. <laughs> like,
2: honestly, bro. <laughs> Well, here I am sitting in an apartment that we've uh, co-signed on. So, I don't well, – it might be a legal battle, have, but it, it can you still can happen. Right? Do
1: not sign the papers. Do not <laughs> sign the papers. <laughs> just cohabitate.
2: <laughs> Noted. I will, I will take note. In, in all
3: seriousness, congratulations to you. But, you know, just just so you know, you'll never win another argument the remainder of your, uh, <laughs> your relationship, man. She's always going to be right, oh. though.
2: I've been uh, I've been very active on Twitter for the last year in preparation of never winning an argument, so. <laughs> man, you know, but th-
1: it's a good thing. You know, obviously, yeah. Marie and I, we have planned on getting married in January, but then because of COVID, maybe COVID's different in Salt Lake. Maybe they don't have it, but down here, <laughs> we got, you know, we were getting married in January. That got kind of yeah. pushed back, and now we're looking at May. So listen, man, mad props to you. I can't wait to marry my love, you know. Yep. You know, my, my ride or die, my rock, yep. the one that holds everything down for us. I think she's listening. That's why I'm saying all this. <laughs> you know, the one that holds everything down for me over here, yep. you know. But, yeah, dude, mad props to you. Congrats to you, man.
2: Well, thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, COVID here in Salt Lake, it's like uh, we're all following the government mandate, but I don't think anyone <laughs> – I think, I think we're going through the motions. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I just think in general. Yeah, I feel you.
1: All right, so let's let's get into the nitty-gritty. Let's get into the meat and potatoes, you know, or, like, I don't – meat and potatoes, okay. Let's get into the chicken wing and blue cheese segment of the show here because I really like some chicken wings and definitely like some blue cheese. Let's talk about that UMMC State game. What a performance by Derek King, and I have not seen a performance like that since. Anybody have an idea?
3: Uh, Michael Vick. Anybody else? <laughs> Uh six to touchdowns against right. Virginia
1: Tech. Bueller, Bueller, anybody, anybody? Vinny
2: Testaverde is that what you're gonna say?
1: No, I was gonna say since Derek King. Like I haven't seen the since Derek oh. King. Like he literally, <laughs> like that was one. Okay, I, I'll give Michael Vick, but I don't think Mike ever threw for 430 and five touchdowns yeah. and ran for 100 yards in one game. Like that was an amazing performance. That's the way that your quarterback puts his team on his back. He carries them and says, you know what, I'm gonna do what it takes to win. Not only did he do that, but how encouraging is it to see the last two weeks our receivers step up and ball the way that they have balled the last two weeks? Jay, man, give me your take.
2: Yeah, man, I uh, you know I famously gave the wide receivers an, an F grade um, just a few weeks ago.
1: It was my segment. It was my it was my mid to my my mid my mid year grades, bro.
2: <laughs> yeah, and you know what? They deserved it. Honestly, like I'm not going to back down from that. However, yeah. credit where it's due. You know, Mark Pope is playing much better. Mike Harley just had, what, like 320 yards in the last two games. And, uh, I mean, I think four touchdowns or something like that. I mean, when was the last time we had a wide receiver do that? And we've had a lot of great ones come through here. So credit words due, like mad props, Mike Harley. Um, and, and really, I'm, I'm happy for these guys. I'm proud of them. I never, I never feel bad when our Miami Hurricanes players make one of my takes look stupid. I never yeah. feel bad about that because yeah. what I want, I mean, I give me those takes as motivation, right? Yeah. Because I'm a believer in that you tell people how their performance truly is and then they can improve, right? So if I'm telling these wide receivers like, oh, you know, it's not great, like C plus, whatever. It's like, no, it was an F. It was unacceptable. And they responded to that and they're performing well now. So mad props. I love it.
1: You know, Ryan, I'm not, I'm not the type of person that's going to be politically correct. I mean, again, I'm not going to bash any kid. I'm not going to bash any coach. That's just not who I am. But I'm not going to be politically correct. I will say that we have underachieved in a couple phases of the game, the last couple you know, games as far as receiving and running. But to watch the way that that team came back, again, we all knew the, the stigma coming off a of bye week, we're probably going to lose. You know, You go up, you drop back down, you fall behind, you're down 10 in the fourth. And just to see the comeback, and just to see the attitude and the the playmaking ability of these guys, and again, like King was putting the ball on the money, you know that one drive where they got he uh, had the intentional grounding, went back to the eight, and it hit Harley almost to the fifty, phenomenal pass, man. And I think you know, I think Harley was a whole drive that 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 series um, capped off with that you know fifty yard run or whatever, fifty uh, yard pass and scored, but. I do think that Sky right now could be the limit for them. Obviously, we're going into Vitek, um as an underdog. That game against uh, Liberty last week with Vatech. what an amazing game that was just watching that finish. I do not see how the Canes are going to come back and play as poorly on defense as I thought we saw on um, last Friday night. Ryan, talk about the defense and, and what you saw or what do we really need to
3: improve on? Well, well, first off, I, w- I wanted to say something, and that's that, you know, because of D. Eric King, right, like victory was never in doubt for me, man. We walked into that fourth quarter, and I looked over at you. Shout out to Kane's fan, Rob, who we also we also watched the game with, uh, and, and Yuko. And, and I looked at you guys, and I said, look, we're winning this game. Like, I literally – I looked at you guys and said it with all the confidence in the world. You said it the same, too, right? Like, we – I did call the pick. I did
1: call the turnover.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. As Yeah, the, the play as it's happened. He's like, oh, interception here. And then boom, he catches it, and it was an interception. So yeah, it was it was a fun night with that. But uh, you know, so that that's the awesome thing about having a guy like Eric King, right? Because you know now we have the confidence going in. You know, um, you know, I'll never bash any of these kids, but you know that that comeback doesn't happen with a Jaron Williams quarterback in your team right. last year. Yeah, as correct. far as the defense goes, though, you know, there's been a lot of heat on you know on Blake Baker and you know the fact of well, oh we you need to do that, you know. Well, so so here's 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 the argument with it, right? And, you know, we're not doing anything different defensively than we've done in the past four years. We've always been very predictable. You know that we're coming to tee off on your quarterback. We're not disguising anything. We're trying to wreak havoc. The thing that made us, you know, great and, you know, gave us an awesome defense the past few years is we were forcing turnovers. And that's just not happening this year. Um, yeah, the turnovers we do have – uh, I think the interception in NC State was probably the only um, turnover that came at a critical point. So you know, all we have to do is start forcing these turnovers again, and we'll be back to what we know as a as a defense, right? Um, you know, I mean, I've never seen a, a six and one team start calling for coaches' heads in the in the middle of a season. Doesn't mean if we're not, you know, if if something doesn't shake and, you know, defense doesn't drastically improve and start forcing turnovers and being a force to be reckoned with over the last five games of the season and the, the, you know, the bowl season. um, You know, if we look at it and we're not where we need to be, then yeah, we'll start making that call. But, you know, I think for right now, we just need to, you know, support the team, support the coaching staff, you know, keep them behind this momentum. And uh, really, it's okay to enjoy being. Sixty-one Six on the year. 61 one. Sixty yeah. one. Yeah. Sixty one. I'm gonna say it's all I'm blue in the face.
2: <laughs> and and to your point, Ryan, like I you know, I'm I'm not necessarily a proponent of Blake Baker. Um, but I'm not necessarily like I don't have two feet in on on the idea that he needs to be replaced either. Mm-hmm. Um and, and the reason is why is is one of the points that I really hammered home, um, you know, on the fours up podcast and on Twitter and stuff like that was the idea that I actually think that our defense has less talent from a personnel standpoint than it has in our entire history under Manny Diaz um, as him as a head coach and a defensive coordinator. So, you know, I'm not sure that it's quite fair yet to blame everything on Blake Baker. We'll see how it plays out, but uh, you know, I just, I'm not sure we have the same kind of depth that we have in the past.
1: Yeah. But I think he has to take some type of accountability. I mean your defense is getting gouged. Yeah. You know, and again, it is. is it is it personnel? Is it scheme? Yeah. I, I don't know what what the problem is, but literally, you know, you're could getting he, gouged.
2: It could be both. And and you're right though. Like I, I agree, you know, this is our worst defense that we've had in five years, and we got to do something about it. Mm-hmm. So you know,
1: another <laughs> if you want to talk about defense, I mean, listen, at least we pulled it off. We gave up forty one points. And yeah. if you <laughs> if you listen to the show last week, I said we're gonna put forty five on them, right? Well, we put forty four. I didn't yep. expect them to be 41, but I would rather give up 41 and get the dub or I give up 40-plus and get the loss like Clemson did in Notre Dame last week. Yep. Okay. So, again, as, as bad as our defense is playing, you look at Clemson's defense, who hasn't been playing well as, all, you know, as well, but they got the loss. We got the dub.
2: Yeah. How are you feeling about the game tomorrow? Because, I mean, my predictions right now – I'm actually predicting a 40-plus point game for Virginia Tech. I think that we're going to win, but I think it's going to be another shootout. I think it's going to be another roller coaster.
1: I don't see that happening. I'll tell you why. I watched the game last week against Liberty, and their offense literally does not impress me whatsoever. But again, this is University of Miami, so you don't know what you're going to get. Is it the defense that came out against Florida State and literally just shut everything down? Now, I'm not saying Florida State is like the upper echelon of of college football right now, but either is Virginia Tech. I mean, and and I'll give Liberty credit. I'm not going to take anything away from them. They're seven and zero, they're balling, you know. But if their coach doesn't, if Virginia Tech's coach doesn't call a timeout, that blocked field goal at the end of the game, you know, return to the house, game's over. Virginia Tech wins that game. Yeah. I just don't understand how Virginia Tech is favored by two coming off of that loss with Miami coming off of that win. I don't understand. I don't understand odds makers unless they know something that we don't know. Um, I know we're finally healthy. Yeah. I think we're getting some people back. Um, I, I don't think it's close. I don't think we give up 40 points. I think maybe my prediction, which we'll talk about later on, is going to be far from that.
2: Okay. I, and, you know, I think you're right about the odds makers. It is curious that we're a two-point underdog. I actually would be I, – I, I wouldn't have a problem with it if it was flipped. If we were a two-point favorite – I could actually buy that, you know, Virginia tech has a really, really good rushing attack. Our run defense has been kind of suspect at times. I know it looks better in the box score um, than it has, you know, like eye test type stuff, Uh, but we've actually been kind of, kind of mushy, you know, a little bit soft, little doughy. um, When uh, you know, when, when talented rushing teams are come up against us. So, I don't know, man. I, I think it's going to be another game where it's just we're kind of trading blows. And this season, we've kind of had a knack for making uh, backup quarterbacks look like all-stars. So who knows what to expect?
1: But that's college football, right? That's, that's yeah. college football in general. My biggest take is you're going to Blacksburg. It's not a night game. They don't have the crowd. Yeah, they'll be coming in during Man, But other than that, like they don't, they don't impress me. Now, I'm not saying that they, they, they can't win the game because I feel like they can win the game. Mm-hmm. I just think Miami's been able to establish themselves as a more mature team over the last couple of years and finding a way to win. Again, some of these games that we've had we probably would have lost over the previous years. Yeah. But to to my point going to last week, there was a couple areas and I'm like, wow, like we don't have to worry about this. We talk about Borgalas going three for three in field goals. Mm-hmm. They were money kicks. Like, yeah. you know, again, if you have Bubba back there or, you know, Camden or you know, Turner Davison, like, bro, like you literally, I, I'm, I'm putting my fingers over my eyes, like, and kind of peeking, like, you know what <laughs> is, is it gonna happen? Are we gonna make it? No, you know, like, so at least we have consistency yeah. now, you know, with our kicking game, and we've stressed this enough and enough over the last couple of weeks on our show. Yeah. You know, Henley, you know, averaged 44 yards a punt last week. For yeah. Gallus was three for three. He's literally perfect on the season except for that one block. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. What, it, what an encouragement it is to see our kicking game and our special teams. Even what I really liked last week, Ryan, let me let me touch on this real quick. What I liked about our return game was Knighton wasn't afraid to take the ball out. I'm tired of seeing these guys fair catching on the five-yard line, you know, putting their arms out, just calling for a fair catch. It was kind of nice to see Knighton trying to make plays. Do you agree or disagree?
3: No, I agree. You know, and I think part of <clears throat> part of who Manny Diaz is as a head coach is that, he is strong into to analytics and numbers and kind of that, that money ball style uh, of football. Right. So I think, you know, they, they're, they're usually going to go with the safe play rather than, you know, let these guys be out there and, and try to hit home runs. But, you know, I love the fact that Knighton has gone and he's actually tried to bring it out a few times. Right. I think I mean, he's, he's, I think happy. he should be our returner, right. I mean, yeah. Kicks and
1: putts, man. <laughs> but he did average almost 23 yards a return last week. So yeah. Again, you catch it in the end zone, you're back to the 25. You catch it on the five, you go for 23, you know, it's a plus three. So I'm not, a, I'm not opposed to that. Like, you know, if you get tackled at the 10, you know, then you're like, oh, man, you should have just stayed in the end zone. But I think you have to be in a position to be creative. You have to try to help your offense other than just making your offense go the length of the field. You know, that's why I feel we have athletes. We need to let them make plays when the when the time is, you know, available a kick return, a punt return. Like, let me see some of the stuff that we said. And I think we've gotten so like accustomed to, you know, when you had Hester and Roscoe Paris and Santana Moss and Kelvin Williams and all these guys back there that were just, you know, straight dogs. Like we got so spoiled back then. Like we really haven't seen that. The last time I've seen like a, a punt return for a touchdown was DJ a couple years ago. Yeah. You know? So it's like, it's nice to finally least somebody trying to make something happen.
2: Yeah. I, was there any – so, uh, I mean, thinking about that, you know, Travis Benjamin was pretty good at it. We had, uh, you know, Stacey Coley as a freshman, Duke Johnson as a freshman, and then probably DJ, and then now we're here. So, I, I mean, we really haven't had a lot of electric return men considering the history of the program.
1: Well, you know, when Duke was a freshman, Duke, you know, Duke housed a few of them, which was like yeah. on kick returns. Not punt returns, but like on kick returns. You know, Stacey was – Stacy was a tremendous, you know – athlete and i i feel bad I, and i remember the game i believe it was the duke game when um he came off a, a kick return or a punt return and got hit and got a concussion it seems like ever since that game his whole his whole career went downhill yeah. um but man i love the kid man i you know play with a lot of heart yeah. um i don't know i'd do like to see him try to you know manufacture points other than just the offense you know again where's the defensive scores where's the special team scores yeah you know so i yeah. don't know it is what it is man
4: yeah
1: Well listen, man. I know we're against a break. When we come back on the third segment, got a lot to talk about. J Man,
2: do us right, bring us the break. All right, you guys are listening to Cane Gang Radio on Sirius XM channel one four five SLAM Radio. We will see you in just a few moments.
0: Hey, look what I found.
2: A
3: radio.
0: Radio. This is Sirius XM one four five SLAM radio.
3: Here's that song again,
2: here's that song again, for the hundredth time today. Here's that song again, it's gonna be stuck in your head all day.
3: Here's that song again, it will make you cray cray. You love your kids enough to
2: watch that TV show a bajillion times. Yay! Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat for their age and size. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
0: We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo.
1: Hey, man,
4: look, if they pick up two nigga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't You I call
3: him that. I call him Tunga Vailoa. I don't know Whatever you want to call him.
4: Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manual Apola.
3: Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect?
4: Tua Nigga Manual Apola.
3: Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manual Apola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua
4: Nigga Manual Apola. Tunga Vailoa. Tunga Vailoa. Tunga Vailoa. See? That sounds much better,
3: that one.
0: Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Siri6M 145 Slam Radio.
3: To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork.
0: Yeah, I can do this. You go,
3: Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at Ready.gov. That's Ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council.
0: For every
3: sport of
2: every kind, tune
0: in here where you will find... And now we're back with Cane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio.
2: Welcome back to the Kane Gang Radio Show. We're here in the last segment of our show this week. Hope you guys are all having a good Friday lunch hour. Uh, I'm bringing us back in because my guy, co has got a mouthful of popcorn right now.
3: Yes, sir. Kirkland <laughs> brand, baby.
1: Movie <laughs> theater right butter, now. bro. Movie theater butter.
2: And I got the orange salt,
1: too, bro. So okay. good. Like I love it, man.
2: Salt? Phenomenal. Yeah. I love it. I love it, man. So – well, what are we doing this segment, Co are we doing some college picks?
1: bro? we're going to talk about the, 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 just a straight dumpster fire trash up there in Trailer Hasse.
0: Ooh.
2: Oh, man, they've had a rough week. Honestly, okay, I got a question for you guys. Do you remember any of the big three Florida programs? So we're talking UF, we're talking FSU, we're talking Miami. When was the last time one of those programs was as low as Florida State is right now?
3: You know, Jay, man um, I, I, I wish y'all could play some dramatic music in the background as, as I talk here, right? But I'm going to tell you, I mean, j- just to your point, n- never, right? Uh, what's going on up there? Um, the, the scary thing is they haven't really bottomed out yet, right? Um, you know, I, I think, you know, the right thing is happening with some of those cancers that are, that are leaving the team,
0: yeah. right?
3: But as that happens, I mean, they have, you know, very little talent left on the team. And to, and to be one of the big three – You know, you got to be loaded. I mean, even in our in our darkest years, there was still plenty of talent within the program, but, you know, really it it runs deep. Right. So it kind of goes back into they have, uh, you know, some fundamental issues in the program. Right. I think, uh, you know, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of money in the program. Right. I mean, for any of the big schools, they've got very little funding. Uh, their athletic director is not, you know, I mean, he's he's not a sports guy, right? He's he's John Thrasher's boy that they kind of uh, put in the position of of being the AD over there. Uh, you know, they are they are not recruiting um, at, a, at a at a good level, right? And you know, it just seems that I mean, you know, we're all kind of into recruiting and we follow yeah. it and we follow these guys and everything, but you know, they're they're not really get involved with anybody right like you don't even see them involved with people it's not like they're just losing out on kids you know because the program's struggling they're just not trying with with some of these guys right yeah um i think norvell is a great x's and o's coach uh but you know just with everything that's going on over there i mean that you're you're looking at a multi-year rebuild to get up there and i don't know if uh if he's going to be able to survive it yeah
1: so. Well, let's, let's take a look at that real quick, right? So if you look at their upperclassmen, you look at people like Marvin Wilson and James Blackman and Tamari and Terry, guys like this, right? Those are actually, you know, left over from Jimbo, who then got fed over to Willie Taggart. And again, Norvell, come, he's coming into Florida State with a completely different mindset. His philosophy is different as far as, you know, the way he wants his players to act, to dress, to behave. You know, these guys aren't buying into it. But when you got people like Marvin Wilson, who probably last year would have probably been a first-round pick had he came out. You know, this year I think he only has 17 tackles on the whole season. You know, he's been a bust this year. Terry, you know, they, they ended up going to like this RPO offense, completely takes him out of the equation. He would have been better off leaving last year. You know, Nazardine, um, he's hurt. You know, but really the only player and, – and again, I don't ever like to get – props to anybody from Florida State but the only person I think that's actually playing really well from Florida State is Asante Samuel, Samuel. Jr. Samuel. I mean I mean so you know listen as much as I hate it because look you want to say when's the last time the big three's been down the last three games of last season bro that I don't know if you can get any lower than that from the University of Miami you know yep. losing those three games yep. where you lost them back to back to back that's pretty low yeah you know so yeah.
2: and you and- know again
1: yeah, but at the end of the day, they're going to come out of it because it's always better for college football when Miami, Florida, and Florida State are on you know, the upper, upper tier of college football.
2: Yeah, and, and Ryan, I think you made a, a good point that I think is, is accurate in that we don't know if they've bottomed out yet. Uh, you know, before the season started, um, you know, obviously the, the socio-political climate of the country has is, is been, um, I mean, I guess divisive recently. And uh, there was a lot of chatter about that kind of stuff in the Florida State program. You know, whether players.
1: What, what word did you just use?
2: Socio. Wait, were you talking divisive or socio political uh, issues?
1: <laughs> like, bro. You a big word for me.
2: I have a language. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is the wrong radio show. I thought I was on NPR for a second. Well, obviously. Uh, <laughs>
1: like, this isn't CNN or whatever you're speaking, bro. This is can. Yeah. Like, if you want to throw it into, like, more, like, like layman terms, like, bro, they sucked, like, then I would, you know. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, well, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that, you know, some players had voiced that they didn't feel super comfortable with Norvell being their coach, you know, feeling like Norvell didn't understand where they came from, who they are as people, um, you know, that type of stuff, and, uh, you know, I'm not an insider. But doing this and then also doing the fours up podcast, I speak to a lot of guys who are plugged in. Um, And, you know, I've heard from a few different people that it's like, man, these high school kids like them and their parents don't necessarily feel comfortable going up there. So I don't know how true that is. However, I just want to add that to your point, Ryan, that we don't know if they've bottomed out yet. What if Norvell doesn't work out then? I mean, they're already paying Willie Taggart still. So what if they have to pay Norvell and, and go for a new coach like it they could yeah. still be on the way down
3: you know and just a, just a disclaimer right i mean look on on the can gang show right we're focused on canes but look we look we love all fan bases here right yeah. and we you know so if there's any florida state fans out there listening i mean look we we want y'all to be good we don't want you to suck yeah. right well, you know we wanted to go back to the <laughs> so years you of, of the, your best that's, that's what we want exactly right and that's you know that's what the beauty when you when you look at the big three right yeah. i mean you look at being a fan of any program i mean look Miami has has crushed Florida State when when both teams are good way more yeah. times than they have uh, than they have beat us. The same thing for Florida, you know. So that's that's why it's a, you know, it's a beautiful rivalry. But we want them to get back to that. I mean, you know, get back to the point of being a respectable program.
2: Ryan, I gotta disagree with you there. I don't care what happens to the Florida program. So. <laughs> I, I do, you know, Florida State, in my opinion, is our biggest rival there. You know, I view them as our biggest rival, but there's a level of respect there that I, I don't necessarily have for the Florida, for the UF Florida Gators program. So.
3: I'm, you I'm with you there, Jay, man. I'm, yeah. I'm just trying to be
1: politically correct. <laughs> when we talk about the big three, I think we're missing the, the major point here. That, that UCF is the best team in the
2: state.
3: Stop. <laughs>
1: I'm just saying what they say, bro. That's they, I'm they,
2: they have won the most recent national championship in the state of oh, Florida, right?
1: The mythical national championship?
2: Yeah.
1: Because oh. they beat Auburn, and Auburn beat Alabama, so that makes them a national champion? Yeah. Okay. And half Auburn's that's
0: players quit
2: before that. They're, they're the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon champion of uh, college. Listen, football, listen that's bro. like
1: Freddy Krueger oh. beating Jason. Like, <laughs> it just doesn't happen, bro. Yeah. There's no way. Oh. You guys like horror movies? Eh, I'm okay. Eh, not really. No. Really? Like I'm a huge like horror movie no. buff. Like I Like I love the old Friday the Thirteenth and the Freddy Kruegers and the Halloweens and the I Psychos and things like that. Yeah.
2: I respect. Mm-hmm. It. I'm I'm much more into. I like the very like crude, the rude the Cleavers,
1: the Cleavers yeah. and all that stuff. I get it.
2: <laughs> I, I like I like the crew <laughs> wife humor, that we the stupid humor <laughs> comedy movies. You know, like <laughs> like forgetting Sarah Marshall and 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 uh, bad and yeah, yeah.
1: Like, dude, Dumb and dumber is probably like my all time favorite movie ever. Yeah. Like I could probably quote that movie word for word.
2: That's a great film.
1: It's it's phenomenal.
2: Yeah.
1: What's her yeah. last name? Uh Swam Samson. Oh, yeah. Sam's Oh, I was way off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's right. That's right. right. You know, we were we were speaking to Steph after uh after we recorded about uh films that were shot in Pittsburgh. That's actually one of the few that was filmed in Salt Lake City, Dumb and Dumber. That was that was the best, man. Yep
1: i am telling you, man, did you, uh, all, all, all political parties aside,
0: yeah.
1: what a, a debacle we have in our country right now. Agreed? 100%. I what's yeah. worse, our political, listen, I don't know what's worse, our political or our presidential situation or Florida State? <laughs> Florida State.
2: Florida State, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty bad, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get to the picks, man. Let's get Andy involved. We haven't we haven't heard from him, and uh, he's he's just chilling. You know, he didn't he didn't really ask to stay on. He told us he was gonna stay on, which I love. Yeah, um,
3: he's just he's just been laughing at us, man. He's yeah. just been looking at us, I'm just laughing at us on here.
2: I'm just a live audience. <laughs> That's right, dude.
1: And for those of you that are out there on the radio show, we have one person in our live audience.
2: Yep.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that would be Andy Board, Alice, the number hey, one kicker. Buddy.
3: You know what? I wouldn't take any other anybody else out there, man. Andy is Andy is Kane gang to the core, man. I oh, don't know. I will yeah. take his mom over Andy. Yep. Yeah. She's about it, man. Dude, listen, she's, she's a big Kane's fan, man. Yeah. She's about that life, bro. Like hey. honestly. Oh yeah.
2: Dude, your mom, your mom is one of my favorite people to interact with on Twitter because I love gassing up your brother. I'm a huge fan of your brother, and so I always gas him up on Twitter, and your mom is always the first person to like it. I Dude, love he's
0: it every time. Weird. His ah, first
2: yeah she's she's the first one to like anything
4: like she, she <laughs> I crazy. saw her once she searched up um my brother's name on Twitter and went uh-huh. to latest and just started reading everything
2: <laughs> love it dude I love what did it. I
3: say earlier she's your biggest fan man
2: yeah that's yeah. that's how yeah. it should be bro you're i mean mm-hmm. you're lucky like there's there's some people don't have that, but that's how it should be yep mm-hmm. so, anyway. all I know
1: is I need an autograph next year when you actually sign your l o i I
4: mean, it's not. It's not next year. It's in a month.
1: Are, you, are they doing early?
4: Uh, I'm doing. I'm going early.
1: you go eat
4: December,
2: December sixteenth. Cool. That's, that's when I sign. Are you gonna enroll Woo! early? What'd you say? Are you gonna enroll early, or do you have to wait till May? Uh, no.
4: So I sign December sixteenth, and then I move in. I want to say January eleventh.
2: Cool man. So
4: cool.
2: is your brother still gonna be in school? Like do you get to be his roommate for a few months? Uh I don't think, so. Players. I don't think so.
1: Well be signed with an agent then it's Yeah.
2: Yeah, I got you. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, so we're gonna do picks. Let's we're looking do it, man. Jamie, how much time we got?
2: Uh we got we got about five minutes, five, six oh, okay. minutes. Let's do it.
1: Good. So we can get into the games a little bit. All right, so yeah, first man. game i want to talk about is the Miami Votek game. And I'm going to just tell you off rip, I'm going 35-14 Miami. Okay. I just think they're coming out ready to play. They're going to prove the, the naysayers wrong again.
2: Yeah.
1: I think the defense, they've probably seen everything all week, you know, about how they, you know, made this quarterback look good and blah, blah. Yeah.
3: Well – so I think you were looking at my pick in the uh in the in the group chat that we have earlier cuz I did say in the chat and there's proof of this. I said Miami 35 Vatek 13. So this is the price is right in here, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got the under, you got the over.
4: Yeah.
2: All right, Andy, what about you, bro? Um
4: I got I got Miami 35 21. Okay? Cuz okay. I I know the defense I feel like they're they they're gonna step up a little bit, but I feel like there's gonna be some slip
2: up somewhere. Yeah. So. All right. Okay. So you know, I've all over Twitter, I've been saying I think Vatek gets around 40, maybe even 40 plus. Um. However, um, you know, Ryan, you and and Co. brought up good points about just being confident. You know, this team learning and and, uh, you know that that type of stuff. So I actually am fairly confident that we're gonna win. I just think it's going to be like a 48 to 44 game. So um, Mm. another nail biter, um, but I, I think we are a mature team. I think we are a team that will do what they have to, to win games. So. So you really think that it's going to be close? Yeah, I I do. I think, I think we're going to like win outright. I don't, I don't think it's going to be like a toss up game. You know what I mean? Like, like, I think we'll have a very, uh, convincing win i just think the score will be close
1: i gotcha um indiana michigan state
2: okay um i'll go first i mean i i mean honestly i haven't watched either of these teams a whole bunch um i know that indiana is uh they're kind of on fire right now they beat penn state they beat michigan um i'll go with indiana
3: ryan what are you looking at Indiana keeps it going, man. That's, uh, they're off to a great start. Momentum's huge. Uh, Michigan straight, I don't, I don't trust anything that they do. We said right? the same thing when they played Michigan,
1: though. Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah but then they came out. and they, I mean, that's why I said they, you can't trust anything that they do, right, because they could yeah. come out and they could be, yeah, they they could be like on fire, right? And then last Saturday they played, like you said, like doo-doo.
0: Yeah. Right?
3: So I'm, I'm picking Indiana. I think I, I usually always roll with the momentum in the hot hand. Yeah. Andy, what do, you, what do you got for us?
4: I'm gonna go the opposite. I'm going
3: Michigan oh. State. Oh love it. I love it. Man. I
4: feel like I feel like they can pull it off.
1: All right. Believe it or not, I'm actually going Michigan State as well. Oh, I love it. Two to two on this yep. one, man. I like I it's divided. So let's talk about let's talk about a big game this week. Let's talk about the Notre Dame Boston College game. Andy, um, who you like in this game?
4: Um, honestly, Boston College.
2: I Love it. I love it, gunslinging. I'm
4: talking about it, because I I feel like they're a team that they they're secretly good.
1: Yeah. Listen, they play Clemson super tough, right? Their yeah. quarterback. I mean, I I I don't want to say he's a real deal, but
3: he's definitely a baller. Um, yeah. Ryan, who you got? I, you know, I got to go with Andy. You kind of stole my thunder on this one, right? But uh, you know, this is the ultimate trap game for Notre Dame, right? Coming off a you know, probably their biggest win in the past decade. Uh, you know, it's the red bandana game. Which uh, yeah. shout out to Wells Crowther, right? Yeah. The, the hero of nine eleven, right? Um, you know, we've played in that game before, and that is not a uh, that's not a good yeah, answer, well. even without- <laughs> Right. Like, I mean, Boston college is going to bring it at another level. Um, they're well coached this year. Uh, Phil Jerkovic, uh, you know, was at Notre Dame and he's going to want revenge here. So I'm, I'm thinking BC has got the upset.
2: You know, Ryan, Go that ahead. was, that was an incredible sales job. Just barely. Ryan, you have me uh, doubting my pick. Um, you know, <laughs> Notre Dame played so well against Clemson last week, like this whole year watching Notre Dame I've thought the whole time like the Canes can take these guys like I'm not super worried about them um but they they went toe to toe like they were trading haymakers with Clemson last week and uh you know so I'm I'm gonna go Notre Dame I I think that they might actually be a really good team
1: yeah I'm gonna go Notre Dame and you know when I look back at that game last week uh Clemson had just a couple turnovers that you know went the wrong way and you know, it hurt him. You know, again, I can't say that a Trevor Lawrence play that that, Notre, that Clemson beats Notre Dame because, you know, number five slung him. main through for over five, 400 yards. So yeah. it wasn't an offensive problem. It was definitely a turnover and defensive problem. Uh, so last game I got is the UF-Arkansas game, since other games I've got canceled. <laughs> um, let's just talk about the UF-Arkansas game.
3: Uh, J-Man, finishes up.
2: Go Hogs, baby. Go Hogs.
1: That's all I have to say. <laughs> uh, Dirty, what you got?
3: Arkansas, man. Uh, you know they uh, they're after a great year. They should have two more wins than they do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and hey, I, you know I, I always pick against Florida, and i hope okay. the day I die. Yep. Andy,
4: I mean, I'm gonna go with the one that recruited me. So Arkansas.
1: Oh, oh wow. Okay.
4: I feel like they can they can pull the upset. Yeah. You well,
1: know, as much as I want to go with Arkansas, and I think Felipe Franks, you know, has this. Hey, you know what? Like you guys dissed me, you sold me out. Blah blah blah. I'm gonna go UF, man. Well, you know, I'm going we're going picks. Uh I don't care about the like, you know, the <laughs> Miami like I am trying to get the dub over here in our, in our league, man.
2: <laughs> oh, I think yeah, I got I'm a two-game UF, lead man. on you right now, Co. So Yeah, I'm
3: going you, UF on this
2: one. You need man, this so. one,
3: man. Now I believe Florida's gonna win. <laughs> Yeah. But I'm picking Arkansas. Because. Hey, listen, as long as you get that that
1: you take the L, bro, like I'm a floss on you and I'm a, I'm gonna win. So yeah. hey, you, it, it's been a great it's been a great lunch hour. I know Andy probably is missing class right now, you know, because I don't think he's getting an hour lunch break. But uh, again, we appreciate Andy Borgales joining us here on the King Gang show. As always, you know, Dirty Man, thank you for for hopping on and chiming in with us. J Man, man, what a show, bro. Good show today.
2: It was. This was uh, – yeah, dude, I feel energized now. So this is going to be a good weekend.
1: Listen, man, at the end of the day, we need to get that win tomorrow at Batech Go 7-1. Yep. Let's head out, man. You guys enjoy your weekend. This is your boy DC signing off. J-Man,
2: close us up. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you have a great weekend. Uh, you've been listening to the Kane Gang Radio Show on Sirius XM Channel 145. Slam Radio. Have a good weekend. Kane Gang.
0: The views and opinions expressed on Kane Gang are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.